being one foot in and one foot out. Uh, thank you, thank you so much for joining. Um, my name is Mikhail and this is Journey in Christ. I have uh, another sister of mine that is here to share her story, share her journey um, about Christ, about her walk in Christ, about um, what she's experienced. Because of course, we know that I'm speaking to the babe in Christ, the person that is possibly on the fence about their relationship with Christ. I know as a babe in Christ, a baby Christian, someone who has recently um, given their life to Christ, I was confused. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know the next steps. I went back into the world and I told you my testimony already. I gave my life to Christ Sunday morning and by Sunday evening, I was in the club. And these things are, this is what the enemy wants for us, right? Like he wants to have us confused. He wants to have us in this world getting beat up by the system, by getting beat up by relationships. But um, I'm here to help you, to show you that you're not alone on this journey. You are not alone um, on this walk in Christ. And we are here for you. I have my sister, Siona. <laughs> Yes, good afternoon, good afternoon, girl. Um, so just tell me a little bit about yourself. And I know um, right now she is um, at church. You had youth, um, a youth conference today, right? So just tell us a little bit about your journey into Christ. Um, and, and the thing is, why did you choose Jesus? Because we have other choices out there, right? Mm. Oh, yes. So honestly, my journey is it's a little bit complicated because um, so growing up, my parents went to a lot of different churches. And mm -hmm. when I came to Canada, we were actually introduced into the Mormon church. I grew up oh. as a Catholic. Yes, I grew up as a Catholic. And then when we came to Edmonton, we started going to a Mormon church because usually when um, new families come into, into Canada, they help them with like, you know, clothes. So I think my dad took the opportunity for us to just get the help that we needed. So we started going to that church for a few years, actually. And I I knew about God, but I didn't know about Jesus. Um, I noticed that, that the Mormon church, they had their own doctrine. They believe in Joseph Smith. And I was even baptized in that church, which yeah, I just thought... What was the background? What was the background? Um, Mormon. That's the Mormon, but you said a name. What was the name? Oh, Joseph Smith. Joseph Smith. Okay. Yes. I've never, so they believe, I didn't know that. Oh, really? Yeah, they believe mm -hmm. this guy named Joseph Smith had an encounter with God, and he, they, they even have their own Bible, the Book of Mormon. Um, mm -hmm. The ladies, they, they only wear dresses. It was it was very, it was different. Like, I, I knew that there was something different about this religion so we started going to that church and you know me being a little girl I just knew like yeah I'm going to church I'm praying to God um mm -hmm. what 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 is it and I, I even got baptized and I was like oh you know I got baptized but so that 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 was a lot of confusion we ended, we ended up leaving the church eventually we left and um, we started going to a Catholic church like I, I just felt like my childhood was all over the place but one thing that I can say 
that I will never forget mm -hmm. was when I watched Passion of Christ, the movie Passion of Christ. I remember watching the movie for the first time and oh. just cheering up. Tearing up. And I didn't understand why, but I just knew that, okay, this man that died on the cross for me really, really touched my heart. So, oh. <laughs> yeah, it's a long story. You were still a part of no, I think that that's when I we left the Mormon church. We start going to a Catholic church now. Okay. Yeah, so okay. okay. Yeah. And then that, that, um, is, that, is, that there, is interesting. It is. It is. So from there, I started reading. Um, I just started reading the Bible. Like I'll just read the Bible randomly, but I wouldn't understand it. Like I was like, okay, what what is? Like I was just, I was very curious. I was a very curious girl and. Yeah, I watched the movie Passion of Christ, and I got mm -hmm. touched. It was the Holy Spirit, but I didn't know back then it was the Holy Spirit. And I'll just read the Bible because I'm like, oh, it's a Bible, you know. But I wouldn't understand the Bible. I didn't understand it. So after the Catholic so you Church, Bible. pardon? So you kept y'all kept the Bible at home? Yeah, we had a Bible at the house. Yeah, I feel like a lot of Africans those have a Bible at the house in their homes. <laughs> <laughs> and so um, from there, like, we started going to this other church. So the Catholic church, we didn't really go there for too long. Like, it was just, like, church hopping, church hopping. And yeah, because to your parents, they probably were trying to figure it out too, hey? Yes, exactly. And me growing up, I used to have a lot of nightmares, which is also connected to, like, my office, which is, that's another story, like, I used to have a lot of nightmares and I, I, I was just like, I was just a we not weird, but I had a lot of, um, I was, a, I was a loner when I was younger. I didn't have a mm. lot of friends. So I'll have like this one time I had an, this imaginary friend. I feel like we all had imaginary <laughs> And um, I could only imagine. I didn't have imaginary friends though. I had too much, <laughs> I had siblings, I had friends. I had too much friends. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> and I remember I was just, um, you know, showing my imaginary friend my house. I'm like, oh, this is my parents' house. Like, I was just like very, I had a big imagination. And this one night, mm -hmm. this dream of the imaginary friend literally like attacking, attacking me and wanted to kill me, this and this and that. And I woke up in the middle of the night crying and I was telling my parents, oh no. Like, because like, we used to go downstairs to get ready for school. We had like a, mm -hmm. I had to go downstairs to the basement to get ready. And I was scared to go downstairs that one morning. And I was telling them, no, I can't go downstairs. Like, the imaginary friend's gonna kill me. This and this and that. It was, it was, it was actually something. It was actually a person that you could see. Yeah, it was like a spiritual attack. Like, but I didn't know what was going on. And that yeah. from that moment, yeah. so just she gave me this little red book. This little red book. It was like a Catholic book with like the mm -hmm. rules. Like, give me a rules. Like, oh, just just begin to just pray that every night. Because I didn't like, I didn't know what to call to God. I didn't know what to call to Jesus. So mm, yeah. I think as a young kid, I was always searching for something and God, mm -hmm. then, like, I just couldn't understand like who Jesus really was um, until like, I guess when I got older, um, things began to make more sense. And mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, we started going to this other church called People's Church. And yeah, I'll go, but I, I still didn't really understand what was going on. Like I was just, you know, going just religiously, you know, every Sunday we go to church and then after church, we go to the buffet to eat. That was like our tradition. We'll go and eat. And mm. so um, 
and I, I think eventually we kind of stopped going to church. I think just our family, there was like a lot of problems. We kind of started going to church and um, I guess junior high came. Um, there's a lot of um, distractions with you know, boys here and there, which will lead me where God was now finally knocking at my door to call me back. And um, so, yeah, I had like all these, you know, little, not small boys, but I had like boyfriends here and there. And they'll, and, you know, got my heart broken for the first time this one time in high school. <laughs> and then I, I had a friend, like, I was just like, I was actually broken. Like, I felt depressed. I felt like I had nobody. Like, I just felt. And so then you're a loner. Yes. I felt like I was suicidal. I'm like, you know, nobody loves me. Like, I had problems with my with my siblings. I had problems at home. Like I just wanted to end it all. End it all. And um, and then my friend, she actually before that, actually, um, I had this one dream, this encounter with God. I was yeah, I was like in alcohol. I was drinking. I was smoking. Like I just wanted something to just like to just feel that validation, that love that I mm. didn't feel from my parents and also from friends in a sense. Like I didn't really have that like connection. Because you still wanted to be accepted. You still wanted, because you were young, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So you still wanted to be connected to something or someone and you weren't finding that. So you were finding it in addiction. Yeah, addiction. And then I think I found that uh, also in boys, like I used to, like, the, like that, you know, you don't have like a father figure in your life, you, you begin mm-hmm. to chase men or men to, to, to yeah, fill that void. Yeah, yeah, so I think that that was like a big one as well. So because at what point at what point did did your dad? I don't know. Did he travel with you with you all, or at what point did he you separate from him or start to feel that? Pardon, um, sorry. The the lack of parenting from your father. Where at what point did you have that separation from him? Oh yes. It was when like um, my parents were having like problems in their marriage, so mm. I, when I looked at my dad, I'm like, oh no, I cannot trust you anymore, you know. So it was mm. kind of like so he was still in your life, but it was just kind of like anger toward him. Yes, right? yes, mm. yeah. So it was wow. just kind of like, no, I can't. If, if my dad is like this, like then all men are like this, you know. Even though I still wanted that validation oh. from men, yeah, because indirect think right um sometimes we don't know how to verbalize it but because sometimes we tend to think that girls who didn't have a daddy at all have daddy issues mm. but when your your dad was around but mm-hmm. there was some issues between him and your mom but you looking at him because of their issues you started to have an issue with him mm-hmm. that is that's amazing that's amazing. So now at what point um, did you find Christ? Mm-hmm. So, and then what, so yeah, when I went into like the alcohol and the and the drugs, um, I had an encounter. God started mm-hmm. you know, visiting me in my dreams. And this one yeah. dream I had, I was, it was, I had a dream in a dream. It was really, really interesting. And I remember mm-hmm. I was just by myself in the, I was just like in the sky and like I felt so much love, like there was just like this pure love that I've never felt in my life. You know, even when I talk about it, I can still, I just get goosebumps. 
and mm-hmm. I was just there in the sky and I saw there's like two pillars maybe like 50 meters away and mm-hmm. it was so bright it was like HD like the the most HD TV you've ever seen it was so bright the colors were beautiful and I just heard like it was just like angelic sounds and I just saw this man um with like a white robe which was Jesus but I didn't see his face his face was Sorry, those two men on the on the pillars. They're, they're standing. And I saw this man coming towards me, but I could mm-hmm. see. His face and he just did this. He didn't say a word. There was no communication. And when he did that, I just felt like his love. Like he just loved me so much, even though I didn't know him. But my spirit knew him. Like my the love that he he felt he had for me was mm-hmm. out of this world. Just there, I'm like like I was just mm-hmm. smiling. And then I woke up from that vision in my dream. And then I finally woke up and I was like so happy. Like I had the, the like I woke up and I told my friend, oh, I think I saw God in my dream. Like I was just so filled with awe. And I'll never forget that that, that encounter. So from there, slowly God mm-hmm. began to, to like lead me. And um, and that's when I think I was going, I was going through that breakup with like the guy and my friend, one of my good friends. She invited me to her youth church. Like, oh, Siona, you should come to, to our youth church. Um, we have youth. It's like it's like a youth group. They have prayers and then they have like mm-hmm. services. So I'm just like, okay, sure, I'll, I'll come. And so I came that one day. And because all along, mm-hmm. you you are you even visiting any churches? Sorry, are you even visiting churches or? No, we we went to Christ City. This church called Christ City, like here mm-hmm. and there, but it was like. It wasn't, it was just like what my mom wants Often to go. enough. Yeah, if she wants to go, okay, let's go. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So, okay, so now, no, after not going to church for a while, your friend is now inviting you to a youth, a, a youth um, service. Yes. So okay. I, and she, she used to be on the prayer team. So if she's going to be there early, she's going to be there early. So she came early and I had to join the prayer team too, because, you know, she's committed. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. We went and I was in the prayer team and we're praying and everybody had to pray and, and me being there I had to pray even though I don't know anyone. So I just said a quick prayer with fear because I didn't know anybody there. And then then so and then how did you feel how did you feel even praying if you didn't really know how to pray, if you didn't even go to church much? I know I don't know. I just felt like I don't know. It's just awkward, I guess. Like I just said a yeah. prayer, you know. And before every time I'll pray, like I used to think, like when you pray, say, "Oh, our Father who art in heaven," so I always say that prayer, like religion, like that religious mindset. Like make sure you ask mm. forgiveness first, then say our Father's prayer. Like I'll that's that was how I used to think was the way to go, but I didn't really have that relationship. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So after the prayer, we now start the youth service, and that that night, the pastor was saying how like, "Oh, if you want to feel the presence of God, lift up your hands." You've never felt used to clap your hands. So I remember I was, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I remember I was just like, okay, like I, I want to feel personal. And I just like lifted up my hands slowly, and I just felt this dew of love, and like my eyes were like shaking and tearing up, and I've never felt that in my life. And that was mm-hmm. the beginning of <laughs> my journey with Christ, which is another, yeah, that was the beginning of journey with Christ. Um. So through that journey, through that church, that's where God gave me the gift of tongues. Like I learned how to speak in tongues there. I gave my life to Christ. It was in April. It was 
year 2015. So after high school, when everything's going after high school, I gave my life to Christ in 2015. And then in that church, I, I began to speak in tongues. I, 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 I got baptized in the Holy Spirit. I got baptized in the love of God. So that's where the journey honestly began. Okay, so let's break this down because we are talking to baby Christians, people who may not have ever experienced um, Christ or church. Uh, so, what is um, speaking in tongues? What is, what is what are those things that you are, that you're describing? What are those stuff? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so speaking in tongues, it's it's like a it's a spiritual language that only your spirit knows. And your mm-hmm. mind can't really comprehend. It's a way for you. It's a way that your spirit communicates to God. And for me, mm-hmm. when I started speaking in tongues, I'm like, oh, like, I was just, I just wanted that gift. I'm like, oh, I want to speak in tongues. Like, because it, it helps you to, to be stronger in your, in your spirit. It, it kind of strengthens your spirit, man. Because mm-hmm. it's, a language that's, it's, a, it's a mysterious language that the devil does not understand. So it's actually an advantage for Christians. Yes. Yeah, and it's a gift. You can always ask for the gift. And for me, I asked for the gift. I was on the phone with my pastor, with my pastor, and I said, well, I want to speak in tongues. And he's like, okay, just have faith. Just believe. And I'm like, oh, really? Mm-hmm. Just believe and just begin to say, he told me, just begin to say hallelujah. So I said, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. And then the more I said, hallelujah, the tongues begin to form. It can, it can mm-hmm. start off like la, 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 and then it will just begin to build slowly. And then I was surprised when I started speaking in tongues. Um, but then your mind will try and be like, wait, what are you saying? So you can't let your mind. What is this thing? What is this thing you're saying? Where is it coming from? <laughs> yeah. So it's just, it's like in their spirit. It's hard to, uh, to explain it. But so from, I know for me, um, I, my, my background is I grew up in church. Mm. Um, my, my, mom, my mom was very, very active in church. Um, but I didn't understand Christ versus God. So, and then the Holy Spirit. Mm. So I was cool with God. I was, uh, I understand a little bit about Christ, but I didn't want the Holy Spirit. And mm. so even the speaking in tongues part seemed closer to, or it was familiar to me, to the Holy Spirit. Because um, this is a story I always tell people. I remember being a child and seeing this lady in church speaking tongues and shaking. And then mm-hmm. she started running around the church. And I was like, you know, that Holy Spirit, I don't want. I could I could figure out God and I, and I could deal with Christ. Because I, I know they told me about the Trinity. And I was like, oh, no, no, no. I don't want the Holy Spirit. I, I'm good. Mm-hmm. And even when I came to Cornerstone, I just was like, I told Pastor, I was like, no, I don't want, I don't want the Holy Spirit. Yeah. I, I, I believe in God. <laughs> I believe in Christ. And I didn't understand it. Yeah. So now even um, being able to explain this to others, the other babes in Christ, um, because to me, and then let's just say they, they, the person that we're speaking to right now, the person that is listening to us, you are, you've, you've been in ministries and you've heard the speaking in tongues, but you still didn't understand it. You just saw people just made noise, but really and truly um, the spiritual tongue is connecting to Christ. This is, it, it really um, build up your spirit so that you can get things done. Amen. Whether it's for work, whether it's at church, it's not just um, at church. Like it's not just for church. It mm-hmm. is for your everyday life. It's for um, anything that you need done, anything that you need to say that you can't really even articulate 
verbally you connect to God so that you can so that he can understand what you're feeling. Amen. Yeah. Sometimes the spirit even gives you understanding to understand yeah. what you're yeah. saying. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Um, so how were you able to, to grow in Christ? Hmm. That's a very good question. Um, for me, I can say that like, like asking for, for hunger, like asking God to increase your hunger for him. Because usually when you give your life to Christ in the beginning, there's like that excitement. You want to know, you want to learn everything you want to do. Like, you, I don't know. You're just like, ah, oh. like I remember I used to come home from, from school, just read my Bible. Like I was just like fire. Yeah. There's just this fire that just, I don't know. It's like, it's like that initial like fire, but mm-hmm. eventually like the devil will be like, like God will, you know, come for you. Okay, this is my my child. Like, cause you're a baby. When you give birth, you're like a you're you're like a baby, and you've been born again, you know, mm-hmm. into like this new re- world. So God will, you know, He'll hold your hand. He will help you, but then sometimes He has to be like, you know what? I need you to to grow. You, you need to begin to face some things, which can be a bit discouraging. Mm-hmm. But yeah. In that time, in that mess of discouragement, or when you feel like, oh God, how come I'm not having these dreams anymore? How come I'm not having these encounters? Where did you go? Yeah, it's like, God, like, where are you? Because I still have a lot of, you know, encounters, and sometimes I just, they kind of start slow. And I'm like, oh, am I, like, did I do something wrong? So mm. I think it's just like going back to the word. Like, at the end of the day, it's all about the word of God, because the word of God is alive. The word of God is what is, you're supposed to be feeding on. And also, mm-hmm. you know, just asking God for a hunger and a thirst. Because there'll be some seasons where you might just feel like, hey, is this really, like, is this worth it? But I yeah. think for me it was, like, um, the hunger to keep going and also just um, a lot of fasting and prayer as well. And, yeah, so I think that, that was okay. the that me to grow. And support. Okay. And so, oh, what is Sorry? Oh, I didn't get shot. What is fasting? Okay, so fasting is... There's different types of fast. <laughs> there's like... That? There's different types of fast. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot. There's like... Um, you can fast from food, from social media. Um, just for from things that you love. Like there's a Daniel fast. There is... Even Catholic, they fast. Like they fast from things. I think it's called Lent. But yeah. fasting is a way to... To basically just deny yourself, deny yourself from your pleasures and to replace that with seeking God. And that really helps you to also grow, to, to be more like alert and to, to grow more in Christ. Yeah. Yeah. Because it, it, when you're fasting, you, you like, it's almost like your spirit is so sensitive. Mm. I, I want to say like it's almost like it's tingly. Like anything that's happening around you, you're just aware. Yeah. It gives you more of an awareness and a connection. Um, especially when um, sometimes when you feel like you're withdrawn or, or feel like the Holy Spirit has withdrawn from you, this is a way to, to reconnect and, and, um, mm. and hear, hear a lot clearer. Um, because this journey is, I think sometimes coming into Christ, we can tend to think, okay, once we give our life to Christ, life is going to be perfect. <laughs> you know, but it isn't perfect. And 
it's not like a cookie cutter like it's not cookie cutter mm-hmm. and i and just and just even talking to so many people about their journeys into christ i'm realizing like the, there are so many different avenues that we come to christ that we can never think that it's cookie you should never think that it's cookie cutter mm. at all mm. and the bible right? says like when you fast like like when you when you fast not if you fast when you mm-hmm. fast mm-hmm. like we need to fast like for us to grow for you to grow you need to fast you know yeah, yeah. this is what you have fast. to do mm-hmm. in this relationship you you have to fast so that you can care for me so that you can connect with me and yes. and and show, and that's our way of showing love too right amen um at what point did you realize, even with your growth, that you wanted more depth? Mm, okay, so which that's actually it's pretty recent. <laughs> um, so, like, yeah, it's like, yeah, um, I gave my life to Christ and everything, but mm-hmm. as the year went on, I feel like there was so much distractions that the devil came that the devil bought in my way. And the mm-hmm. big one was um, when I used to be at the youth church, I, I I ended up leaving that church, actually. I didn't really tell anyone. I just kind of left because my other, I, another friend told me, oh, there's this other church called, I won't say the name, but there's this other church. And they mm-hmm. prophesy. They do all these things. And I was just curious. I'm like, okay, let me, go, let me go to the conference. My goal was actually not to leave mm-hmm. my but when I went to that conference, I was just like blown away. I'm like, oh wow, this is a, this is deeper. Like I want to go deeper, and I'm very intense. Like I, I'm just yeah. <laughs> so I'm like I want to go deeper. And I remember the, the yeah, like I was like no, like like I'm like I know where I, I was being fed, but I, I need like the the. I don't know, like the me, whatever. I thought this was, this was more deeper revelation, prophetic, and all that. So during that mm-hmm. conference, I said, "Okay, anybody wants to join the church? You know, if you feel like if you have a church, you don't join, but if you want to, you should join." And so I remember, I, I, I'm like, I was just praying. I was like contemplating. Oh, but then my friend, you know, my my best friend, like she went into that church. Like I was just like fighting myself. I'm like, no, I'm gonna join this this new church. Okay. Anyways, I joined mm-hmm. that church. Um, it was okay, but there was a lot of there was a lot of challenges in that whole season, which actually mm-hmm. which leads me to where I met my my ex boyfriend, and okay. from there <laughs> it leads me to God telling me to leave that relationship, and then that's when God began to that's when I I felt like God was breaking things down, breaking, like, it was when I'm like, you know what, God, like, I'm sorry, whatever, whatever role that I allowed that my, my desire and also the enemy to take me in, I think this mm-hmm. is now the time for me to, to, to surrender my life and to actually accept your perfect will. The key is perfect will. I did not know anything about perfect will until mm. I, went into, I went to that really tough season with that with the church and left that church and then leaving that um relationship as well where i just felt like 
I came to the end of it. Like it was like my broken, brokenness state. Like it was like, it's either you're changing today. It's either you're going to go with me all the way because when I was in a relationship, I was still, I was sinning. I wasn't like living a righteous life. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that relationship ending, which I made that person my idol, um, that's when I, my eyes are open. God opened my eyes to see what he was protecting me from and to now actually seek him for his perfect will. Not just do my own thing, like going to this church or that church. Yeah. To yeah, really be yeah. aligned with where God is taking me because I, I was on my way to hell. Though I had my, I gave my life to Christ. Yeah. If I died, God forbid, if I died that next day, I knew where I'll be going. Wow. 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 That's crazy. It, was, it was the toughest time of my life because, like, um, I I really understood like the the mercies of God, like the mercy that that God had for me. Because there were times where, um, let me watch it. There are times where I told God, like, I, I told him, I don't care about your, your your will. I don't care. I just want my own way. I don't want to leave this person, you know. And okay. that hurts me because though I said those things, God still, still loves you. Yeah, he still opened doors for me. He still he still blessed me with, with a home, with amazing people friends and, and parents and it, it, it's just like it's it was like the breaking point of my my life like i'll never forget god's like rebuke and also redirection of my life like if if i didn't make that decision that moment i don't know where i'll be right now because because what you're saying in all of this too is that god loves mm-hmm. but god also corrects mm-hmm. And, and so in that season, what did that correction feel like if you were already feeling almost broken? Mm. Yeah, like that correction was, um, it was, it was a, it was a sharp review, but it was out of love though. I didn't understand it at the moment because I was like, mm-hmm. oh, I mean, like, like, cause in my mind, I felt like, okay, I went to that other church and yeah, though there was a lot of like tribulations, at least something good came out of it, which was my ex at the time. I thought that was like at least the gift that will come out of that situation. But as God opened my eyes more and more, no, before leaving, I was still kind of like, you know, rebid on the Lord. I don't want to break up this person. Like, but why? You know, but why? But why? But why? I know I'm 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 not, I'm not perfect. I know I'm not, you know, living holy. Mm-hmm. But why this person? Like they were with me through the tough times, but then it's like no. Mm. God's like no, no, no. I was with you through those tough times. I was mm. like you Wait, don't you weren't you don't you don't you don't think that you even were you was with the person? Is it based on love, but was it based on the commitment because of the because of what you think you went through? I think it was because of what what I went through. Yeah, mm. it was kind of like an attachment, you know when. It's like a trauma attachment. When you, when you're so used to being traumatized, it's like that trauma response makes you to just like cling on to someone that at least will listen or like will comfort you. But then it's like 
deep down, you know, deep down they're so something. Yeah, they're not for you. It's like about oh, they like this, but you know, it's like okay, if every if God says every perfect gift comes from you, why is this person, you know, acting like this? Even though nobody's perfect, but there'll there'll be some interesting behaviors. But uh, but the, I think the main thing was just me making that person an idol, which God was like, okay, no, this has to end. I mean, because the thing about it, even some people who get married, mm-hmm. they make their spouse, their children, their car, their home, whatever it is, they make those things they're idols um and i i think for me i'm just listening and i'm like the scariest part well there shouldn't be fair but the part about it is like ensuring that you continuously put god first Mm -hmm. like continuously putting him first instead of looking to it from a human looking for, for it from your husband looking at it from it for it from your spouse, whoever that may be, um, but but going to God Amen. because um, I know even for me, like it, I, I've experienced God in so many different ways, and Him showing me, no, 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 and I'm a jealous God, by the way. Let me remind you. Um, so, I, so I think for for me, it's just like um, reminding us, reminding the babe, reminding. Letting us know because I asked about the correction. How did you feel about the correction? Because if you hadn't been, if you didn't have a parent that corrected you, a father especially, because dads are more firm, if mm. you hadn't had correction and then you received correction from God, then mm. if you could be like side eyeing him, like, what? <laughs> because you know, we think of God is just of love, but then love is still in correction because the pre- people who you love, you correct. Mm. I love my daughter, mm. but I correct her all the time. Mm. Right? And so that's, yeah, so that was why I asked, um, how did you feel in that in those moments when you were being corrected? Because if you hadn't known correction, or maybe let's say you, you did, but still thinking of God, this God that is only of love and and not thinking of, of him as in, in getting corrected, mm. it can make you feel a way. <laughs> it, mm. it can make you really feel a way. Yeah. So, yeah. So yeah. that part is... Yeah, it's good to know. It's good to understand. And yeah, as a babe, I think I talk about it all the time accountability, mentorship, and direction. All of those things, like, they kind of go hand in hand. Um, mm-hmm. Because once you have a mentor at some point, um, the mentor corrects you. Whether you're in, in church, whether you're in business, there is the person ahead of you, um, a pastor or a spiritual authority that corrects. Mm. Because the Holy Spirit can speak through that person to correct you or to tell you something um, that only the Holy Spirit may have known other, um, otherwise. Amen. Um, but what was one of the most frustrating things that you found after you gave your life to Christ? Okay. So for me, it was um, sin. One of the, the, the toughest thing was the sin of uh, pornography. 
I struggled with that for over four was like 14 years. That that was like the biggest thing that I I just letting it go. Pardon? Letting it go. Yeah, like letting go of the of that sin. Like mm. fighting with that sin. Like, you know, when I gave my life to Christ, I I thought everything would kind of just like <laughs> go just disappear, you know. Um, like yes, I did you know, I drank and and smoke, but then there's some things that the devil knows that yeah. in that that's like your weakness, right? And I'm like, oh, how come I I stopped drinking? How come I stopped doing this? How come I stopped swearing? But this one sin is still, um, it's still just like it's just it's just there. So yeah. through that thing, like at my youth church, you know, we're all young. I noticed nobody really talked about it, and we used to have like small groups at our church. And I remember this one time we're just talking about like, um, I think it was just, maybe I don't remember why it's like what we're talking about, but I remember I brought up my struggle for the first time. I'm like, guys, like I actually struggle with this. And I was crying and everybody was very like, you know, they're sentimental, but nobody said, Oh, I know how you feel. Like, I felt like I just exposed. The only one. Yeah. I felt like I just exposed myself for no reason, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And then I was just crying and I'm just, I just stayed in my little corner like, wow. Like, it was just, shame was just like, wow, look at you. I was just about to say, and now shame comes in. Yes. Uh-huh. I was just like, oh, wow, look at you, you just expose yourself and we'll probably think you're just, yeah. Talk about I remember one, again. one girl came back, she's like, well, you know what, I actually struggled with the same thing. And I'm like, okay. But eventually, like, the shame I was already there. It was already there. It was just like I, you know, I felt like I was just dirty, and nobody was talking about it. You know, people will mm-hmm. share testimony. Oh yeah, like eventually people start talking, sharing testimony at the youth church. But I just felt there was no progress. Like I, was, I did everything. I remember you I even did everything. Like it was, I did weird. Like it was weird. Like I'll even just um, change. Like I'll put a password of like the name of Jesus in it. Like if I want to watch, like like open like a browser or, or like download mm-hmm. an app. I have to put like a password and when i'm putting the password i'm writing i'm putting jesus like i changed it to jesus so i could be at least convicted as i'm writing but yeah you're thinking that you would hey yeah but i think i was doing things out of the flesh and like yeah you can use you can use trying to do it so much in your own will and your own own power your own strength yeah my own will and strength and i think eventually i just started thinking you know what it is it is well like i think this is okay i think this is what i'm going to live with like i just kind of accepted it for because it was just like a, a big struggle i'll go to church there, there's just a lot of shame and i think that affected my confidence and the way i see people um and i don't know that was like the biggest struggle and um, how did you overcome so i'm i think after i left that when i left that relationship that whole that the breaking point where I decided to accept my God's perfect will. Um, I just remember one day I woke up and I and it was, it was like a year since I've been watched that. And I'm like, wait, what happened? Like I was just like, oh, really? But I think my the, me overcoming it was just like being in the spirit, like feeding my spirit, feeding my spirit mm. the place that will allow me to not fall into that trap of that that weakness and just like mm-hmm. 
just feeding your spirit because when you're idle like pastor Emmanuel always said when you're idle the devil will give you something to do <laughs> yeah. something to do and the thing about this sin is like every it's it's normal like God has given us this this is normal like human the human body is, is that's it's for marriage and mm-hmm. everybody will struggle with it but you need to have persistence in place on how to overcome yeah. it but I think for me it was just like being feeding my spirit more and also putting systems in place because I know that this is something that the devil uses yeah so it wasn't really like a like a three-step thing but it is whatever you feed will grow whatever you feed will oh i love it grow yeah mm. whatever you feed will so, grow. yeah so if 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 you the person that is um trying to figure out where you go in with your relationship with christ mm-hmm. and possibly um pornography maybe one of those things that you're battling with because Pornography comes with shame, mm-hmm. uh, especially when you've already given your life to Christ and um, you have those moments of weakness. Mm-hmm. And then after the weakness, you're just like, oh my God, I did it again. Mm-hmm. I, I remember pornography wasn't one of those things for me, but um, being in the world, like being in the world, mm-hmm. um, being a part of whatever was happening socially was my thing. Um, I want to say I was a social butterfly. Whatever, wherever it was, I would buy a ticket to go. I'm going. I want to go. (laughs) And um, one of the things that I found so hard when I gave my life to Christ, I was like, Christians are boring. (laughs) Like, they don't do nothing. They have no fun. And so now I'm going to be stuck just reading this Bible. And I remember, like, um, I went a long, like, it was, like, a long time. Let's say eight months. I didn't go out, and I thought I accomplished, like, something so great because I was doing it in my flesh. Yeah. Um, and I was so happy about it. But, listen, <laughs> one party, I can't remember what exactly was happening. One thing popped off, and the right people, the enemy placed the right people to ask me to let's go. And I was there. Jesus. Uh, and so now when you talk about systems, I, I understand um, making sure that you put systems in place. Um, and even the fact that you, you said feeding your spirit. Um, I realized that after I started feeding my spirit with, with like seriously feeding it, not just um, haphazardly doing something because I was bored, just um, reading the Bible because I had nothing else to do or maybe watching a Christian movie because I did I no longer wanted to watch movies that had swear words in it. Mm. But seriously, um, having the desire to connect with the Holy Spirit fed my spirit. And it was almost like as, it, as I fill my tank up with, with godly stuff, it pushed out all of the, yeah. the waste of the desire for partying and hanging out and all that kind of stuff. And so it kind of sounds the same for what you were dealing with. Um, as you fill yourself up with um, godly things, with um, the word of God, pornography, almost like it evaporated from your mind. Yes. In God and of course, it, it sounds all easy, but I'm, I'm sure, you know, 
the time frame that these things are happening and even some days could feel a lot heavier than another day but um over time because even pastor emmanuel talked about it uh last night that certain things that we go through we we went through it now but in within another three months there is something else when we go through something Mm -hmm. similar or the very same thing but it Mm -hmm. may look it may come in a different form Yeah, and, that's and I don't even want to start talking about governments because I know as a babe in Christ, we, we definitely don't understand that part, but just know that um, the enemy ready studied us. He yes. knew us before. He knew us before we even knew ourselves. Yes. And so these things that we battle with are things that he know or he knew that we would succumb to. And so now learning who we are, because it's, it's also being honest with yourself. Because mm-hmm. you have to be honest with yourself to say, yes, I have a problem with pornography. Instead of hiding it, the shame keep, allows you to keep it. Mm-hmm. So you don't go and share it and you don't get help. Mm-hmm. And, and and I think it's the same thing even with, with anything else. Um, I know now even after being in Christ for a while, even after um, growing the enemy came with some things again. Um, I, I remember like last year, year before last. And I remember I was like, deuces, God. Like, I'm not doing this no more. <laughs> I'm done. And one thing that I, I truly, truly believe in is the community. Like our community that we have yeah. is, uh, is different, is different. Um, I found that even some people like within church who I didn't even really see, speak to or know Mm. when I was in some of those hard times, those moments would send a text or would call. And they just said the Holy Spirit said to call, you know, I don't know if you had, Fiona, if you had the same kind of experience, like when you were going through some, you know, something, whatever it may be, may not be the same thing. But Mm. when you're going through certain things, having community, what do you think about having community? Oh, yeah. No, that's, like, very important. Like, you know, like, the Bible says, like, we're supposed to fellowship with one another. One another. And, you know, especially when it comes to sin, the devil wants to, not just sin, but, like, the devil wants to isolate you from from, from other other people. Because mm-hmm. you feel like, oh, no, I'm I, it's just me. Like, I'm going through this by myself. Nobody understands me. But mm-hmm. when you have people that actually, like, that are so sensitive spiritual filled believers that are sensitive and are able to catch on the cues that God is saying like, Hey, text this person, text that person. Mm-hmm. It makes a huge difference. And we need to be our, our brothers and sisters keeper, you know, like with all the things we've heard, like you don't know what we're going through. You really, you really don't. And which also brings back to like how we have to be aware, like we have to be aware, uh, like sharp as a dove and, that, that, that scripture, it's about being like sharp and just be sensitive to like your surrounding. Mm-hmm. Like, I think some, it was something like being sharp as a two edged sword or something like that. Yeah. 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 We yeah. Very I mean, even if you think about a sword and to, to think about um, how sharp it is and then to be sharp on both ends. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's like. Yeah. <laughs> Like you're not you're not dull on one end oh, no. or dull in one aspect of your life and then sharp in another. So that means you need to be sharp on both in all aspects. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Because you never know that one text or even that one dream that somebody was led to share to you was all you needed for your breakthrough. Like, yeah. you don't need to be laid hands on. You should just have that community of love, like Pastor was talking yesterday. Like, love is is the key. You can, you know, you can speak in tongues. You can do all these things. And the Bible says you can, you know, prophesy, you can heal. That's amazing. But if you don't have the love of God, like, you are literally... I think you're like a sounding clam. That's what the Bible says. Yeah. Like yeah. Love is like the key. Like love never fails. And when you're there for your your the neighbor your neighbors and also just if you're led, just be allowed the Holy Spirit to lead you by love. Because that person yeah. could just use that, even just like a touch, you know. So I think community community is like it is very, very important. Very, very yeah. I, I I didn't understand it before because during those seasons when um, I wanted to church myself, I didn't believe in going to church. And so I I um, isolated myself. I gave my life to Christ. I went to a church, I gave my life to Christ. Mm. And I don't know, after I, I had this feeling, I had this thing where I was like, nope, I don't believe in church. That system of church doesn't make sense. And pastors always do this and they always do that. Yeah. And I, and, and I built this, this thing in my mind that um, kept me from going to church. And so um, during those times I isolated myself was those times when um, I remember that's when I wanted to commit suicide. Um, I had the most issues with, in one of the relationships that I was in with my ex. Um, and that's what almost led to suicide because of that relationship specifically. Mm. And then some, some other things that happened prior to that and with me not being in a community of people that were able to reach out to me and for me to hear a word when I needed it for me to get a prayer when I needed it because I'm certain that people were praying but um it's different when um sometimes your spirit needs a prayer that your spirit needs to hear um someone even speaking in tongues I, uh I think it was two years ago, just before I came back to Edmonton, um, mm -hmm. my mentor, I was going through something and it was mentally, um, didn't talk about it to nobody and just picking up the phone when my mentor called and he was like, yeah, da, 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 and he just praying in tongues. And I just remember that feeling of funkiness, that feeling of despair that I, I had um, as you. praying. I just remember feeling like a giant, like just feeling like the air was, was then put back in my body. And so community helps with when you're in a when you're in a battle that you don't even know that you're in. Because yeah. I didn't know I was in a spiritual warfare. I didn't know I was in a battle. I didn't even know understand spiritual warfare. Mm -hmm. um, but having those people around who love you, like Fiona said, um, yeah. who who is a who's spiritually able because you can have people who love you like your family but they're not christian mm -hmm. or they're not they're not close with christ um so i'm not talking about just anybody that loves you yeah but, um people that are that are um in christ and there are specific people that god has destined to be there for you yes. mm -hmm. outside of just your family amen right? And so I think um, that babe in Christ who's listening to, to both of us today, um, 
just having an understanding of, of community, of mm-hmm. who this community is and how that looks. Um, maybe you may not even understand what love is, but um, love is not abuse. Not Love is not um, somebody mistreating you, um, manipulating you. Love yeah. is, is um, patient because mm-hmm. the amount of years that it took for me to get here my pastor was a mentor and um, some of the leaders that were around, their love was patient. And mm-hmm. no one was like, Michael, hurry up. Or, you know, getting frustrated. Anytime they're just, okay, come. You know, talking to me, explaining to me what to do, what the next step is, if it was in business, whatever it was. Um, and so, yeah, community community can help in once you're in the right community can help in so so many different mm-hmm. directions um, and so much areas of your life. Um, mm-hmm. But before we end, I have one last question for you, and that is, how did you how did you find your church? How did you find the right church? Um, there are a lot of there are people that may be listening to me and listening to this um, podcast and. Um, they may be like me. They may feel as if they can church themselves. And I used to church myself online. So I would listen to different people online. Yes, this girl has a word that she found. <laughs> yes, Jesus. You know? Um, but there is a difference with hearing a word on, you know, YouTube or podcast and that kind of stuff and being in a church. Mm. Let's talk about that. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. I was like you as well. I used to watch all these YouTubers, you know, especially having like church hurt. You don't want to be around people anymore. Right. But um, for me, like how I found the right church, it was literally the Lord led me. The Lord finally led me. Instead of me going, doing this, going to this church, um, Mm -hmm. the Lord showed me a dream about Cornerstone Church of God. I'm actually wearing their hoodie right now. Not trying to advertise, but um, I think every everyone who comes on the podcast advertises. We we advertise when don't even realize it. We just love. See, the thing is, we love. I love sharing God's word, and I love our ministry because of the love that found there. So I think it's just (laughs) so the Lord, like, yeah, He had a dream this one day. Um, when I left that old church, I had a dream, and I was at this church with somebody that I know here and not two people that I know here I was just like talking to them and then I woke up and I remember like telling my ex I'm like why did you with this church like it, it really stood out to me but I didn't understand the dream and mm-hmm. so I was going to another church temporary like it was fine but I knew God wanted me to be there for a season I was there for I think six months and God was just slowly like um, softening my heart there and that's where I met one of my other this other girl that actually led me here. So I met this girl there, and you know, after I think after like the six months mark, I'm like, I just felt like I wasn't. Yeah, I'm like, no, I think I need. I'm like, I I'm not feeling challenged with the word. Like I don't think this is, I don't think this is a church church, you know. Yeah. And so um, I remember one day I was at Dollarama. I used to work overnight. I was at Dollarama, and my friend called me. He's like, Hey, Siona. There's this night prayers. I was thinking about inviting you, but I didn't know if you were gonna come. And I'm mm-hmm. like, what? it was like I think it was around maybe like nine o'clock. 
nine. Yeah, it was like really late. And I know for night person. Night first was that night. Yeah, it was like at 10 or something. She called me like at nine. I picked up where we're like, oh yeah, oh she vibes like yeah. Are you sure? It's like yeah, I, I slept, you know, I'm good. So I remember I, I quickly just drove to her house. I didn't even go home. I drove to her house, and then we got picked up by one of the leaders. Even though I had a car, I had a car. I don't know. I just wanted to get picked up, so we got picked up. And as we're driving to the church, and as we as I got out of the church, I mean, as I got out of the car, and literally I was just like walking outside. It was night. I was walking, and then it's like I got this word of knowledge. That I knew where I was. I knew where I was going to. I knew this was the church that I had a dream about. So I asked the leader, I'm like, hey, is does this person go to this church? He's like, yeah, why? And then I was just like, oh my goodness, like I had a Yeah, like God literally dragged my feet. Like he literally like directed my step. And how you even really even putting it all together. Yeah, it was like a deja vu moment or like it was like an aha moment. Like it was, it, it's, I still don't understand it, but it was like God literally like directed me by himself. I didn't have to, you know, it was just weird. I, well, I got out of the car and I remember I just knew this was the church that I had a dream about. And then when I went into the church, in the, when, I had the, when the night prayers went, it was powerful. The word that Pastor spoke was about me. And, and so at what point, where was the church at this point? It was a yellow bird. <laughs> mm. Yeah, it was like, well, the the Egypt. Yeah, so actually, I I went to Egypt. <laughs> okay, okay, yeah. okay. And so when I yeah when I walked out, I just knew, and it was like the spirit in me was confirming, like, yeah, this is the dream I showed. Yeah, and the dream was like months ago. Wow. Yeah. And so, I mean, I just love these stories. I love these testimonies because. Um, just hearing each and every one of our testimonies, I mean, God literally orchestrated, like even when, even in the bad, mm. you know, the crazy, the funky stuff was happening. Mm. And then he's just like, no, baby, I love you so much. Come this way. Mm. Let, me, let me help you. Let me get your life. Let me help you get your life together. Because <laughs> um, just seeing our growth, just seeing, um, I, I know for me, because we're, we're both a part of the follow-up team yes. and literally seeing the people at the first time they visit to so seeing them a few months later, a few weeks later, is like two separate people. Yeah. So I don't know what that looks like for, for, for Pastor Emmanuel or Pastor Edson, but looking at people now and seeing the before and after is mind-blowing, just crazy. It's yeah. berserk. And I'm, and I'm so happy I am so filled with joy to see, although I don't always show it, my, this is the joy face. <laughs> yeah, I this am is that. my joy face. Yeah. Um, this is my joy face. Um, but I know I'm seriously filled with joy when I see, um, like when I pulled you over the other day and I was like, this girl was saying what she was saying. And I was like, just meet Fiona. And I was just telling that this is, this is home, a like, girl. I'm a girl. You at home, girl. And she, this yeah. this person was visiting. This is a, like her second time. She watched online the first time, and this is her second time coming or watching service. Yeah. And she's she seemed to be, you know, a, a little like uncomfortable. But I know what that felt like. I know that first few, <laughs> few weeks, 
like I used to dart out the door. I didn't want Pastor to touch my shake my hand. I didn't want him to talk to me. I just I just wanted to see if this was the place and I just wanted to get out. Oh um, yeah. But that but I, I remember the way she looked was the way I felt. I didn't know how I looked, but I know I felt like, ooh, I don't know, I don't know. Oh yeah. Um, but I just remember going over to her and I was like, hey girl. And I said, come on, come on, come give me a hug. And she just bawled. She just started bawling, crying. And I and I think for her, it was her confirmation. Wow. She, you know, she just overwhelmed. So, I, I mean, all of us just hearing, like I said, these different um, stories is like, because I would like to, I spoke to her. I am not obliged to share her, her story, but... Um, or pieces that she's already told me, but I would really love to hear more of her story to know if that was, you know, that was the moment for her. But um, knowing yeah. that we've all been beloved, we've been directed um, and guided to this ministry where we're all growing together. Mm -hmm. um, we may not be best friends, but we're all sisters and brothers in Christ and we, you know, kind of like salute each other because we could, we could, we could um, connect when we need to um, pray for each other when we have to, um, and know that we have each other um, as as a community. Amen. Uh, I think is is amazing because in um, in some churches you find that gossip and uh, you know all the mix up that happens sometimes. But yeah. um, I just I I'm just so happy to know that um, we have this and we're able to share it with others, and that's why we wrap. CCCG the way we do, or I, I, I know I, I do this as much as I could, but um, Fiona, I really, really appreciate your time because um, I know that you'll be running into um, another service in just a bit, yes. um, but I would like for you to end us in prayer, please. Okay. Father God, I just thank you for this time in your presence. I thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to speak with your daughter, Mikael, Father God. I pray, O oh Lord, that anyone that is listening to this to this live meeting, O oh God, that their life will be transformed, Father God. That they'll be able to understand, O oh Lord, your love, your mercy, O oh God, that you, you always extend for us, Lord Jesus. May this testimony, O oh God, touch the lives of many, O oh God, that are still struggling out there to look for a church, still struggling to look to look out for you to to know you as lord and savior father god we use this platform father god as a way for you to move lord jesus i pray that you bless michael's ministry oh god as she uses many many more people father god to share your gospel to share the good news oh lord i pray that you bless her father god as she has been obedient oh lord to your instructions oh lord father god we thank you for this time you present thank you for your spirit that was here we thank you for your understanding Understanding, oh God, from learning from each other's journey, oh Lord. Oh Father God, we are so thankful. Oh Lord, thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. And thank you, thank you so much. If you are watching, um, just allow the Holy Spirit to lead you to the ministry that you need to be led to. Um, and remember to learn to pray learn to connect with the community, to find that home church and find the people who love you. Um, not everybody in the ministry will love you but or like you, but they will love you or they should love you. Um, so I will end at this point.
Oi? All right, thank you so much.